great life of dedication, commitment, and struggle. On April 23, 1993, Cesar Chavez left us. And in commemoration of his life, his witness, and his death, Chris and I thought we would engage some of his work. He was a writer as well. And so I'm actually going to start with a book called The Gospel of Cesar Chavez, My Faith in Action, which was edited and introduced by Mario T. Garcia. And it's actually just a collection of quotes from Chavez. And then Chris is going to come around in a week and read and discuss one of his speeches which we thought was pretty cool. So yeah, I'm going to be engaging chapter five, which is a collection of quotes centered around the topic of self-sacrifice. This is a very key and important concept for Chavez's organizing theory and, uh, and his theology and faith as well. So yeah, I'm going to engage this chapter and I've selected 11 quotes Um, But I'm going to engage it from a particular perspective, and that is a revolutionary communist perspective, otherwise known as Marxism, Leninism, Maoism. And if you want to learn more about revolutionary communism, you can do so at our Patreon. But today, I come as a student of an organizer who gave his life to fighting exploiters and oppressors, and I am grateful for Chavez's witness. Um, One thing I did want to mention, though, is that when the national, uh, when the history of the National Farm Workers Association, which Chavez helps found. Uh, when this history is engaged, Dolores Huerta, uh, one, one of the, if not the main organizer uh, and co-founder of the union or of this association with Chavez is often written out or um, receives a secondary role. Uh, and I just want to name that If you are interested in learning more about the National Farm Workers Association and the struggle of of these workers, I would definitely look into Dolores Suerta. I know there's one book out there. I I don't have it. I think it came out actually just a a few recent years ago. And then I've also seen a great documentary on uh, Huerta as well and her role in the struggle. So I just wanted to name her, highlight her. And again, if you're interested in the struggle of these farm workers, definitely look into Huerta as much as you do Chavez. Now, to turn our attention towards Chavez, Chavez was a social democrat committed to reforming the system through nonviolent labor organizing. All right, he had no interest in fundamentally transforming society and really saw no need for it. But Chavez did believe that the way life was presently organized for the masses of farm workers was deeply unjust, and so he sought to modify those conditions. Um, He never really questions the essential exploitative nature of the relationship between grower and worker, nor does he suggest any kind of theory or strategy to overthrow the ruling class and establish national sovereignty and proletarian democracy. But Chavez does believe that the growers are oppressing the masses of workers and that this oppression needs resisted through one particular means, and that means is the workers themselves. From a revolutionary communist perspective, we would say that the leadership of the NFWA manifested some major errors both in their thinking and practice, but as Christians committed to actually realizing justice and liberation, 
we should learn from both the NFWA's successes and failures in their thinking and in their practice. And the level of commitment and action that these workers and their leadership embodied would greatly elevate our struggle today. And so that's why I want to highlight some of Chavez's words that particularly stand out to me uh, concerning self-sacrifice. Given the dominant ideas and low level of struggle in our communities today, I think these words, um, and especially the subject, have a lot to offer us. Chavez was a progressive who was deeply committed, not just up in his head, but bodily and in practice. He gave his life to organizing. He could have given his life to starting a charity or small business, writing books on the plight of exploited farm workers, or pursued the academic route. But instead, he and others decided that the most effective and powerful means of changing the conditions of the people was through sacrificial mass struggle and wielding the weapon of the strike in particular, in which laborers would collectively withhold their labor power from their enemies. So yeah, I think there's a lot that we can and should learn from Chavez and especially the struggle of the farm workers. Uh, so we're going to talk about self-sacrifice. Um, and this includes the sacrifice of organizers and activists and leadership, but perhaps most importantly, the sacrifice of the people who want to struggle against their exploiter and oppressor. All right. And with that said, I'm going to say quote and end quote to signify what were the words of Chavez. And then I'll say to comment, to note my own reflection. Let's go ahead and dive in. Quote, before the Farm Workers' Union, we had only each other to care for. It was our common problems and our common suffering that gave birth to this union, our own union, the Farm Workers' Union. All around us were those who said it could never be done. Everywhere, people said that the growers were too strong for us, that the police would be against us, that the courts would beat us down, and that sooner or later we would fall back into the poverty and despair of our forefathers. But we fooled them. We fooled them because our common suffering and our love for each other and our families kept us together and kept us sacrificing and fighting for the better tomorrow that all of us dream about as we work among the vines, end quote. And to comment, nihilism plagues the minds of the people who don't actually participate in collective struggle. And that's because you know, they don't experience the advances themselves. Look, organizing is really, really hard. And the sacrifices that we will make as workers and community members and neighbors are even greater. But our hope should lie in the power of the people. And for those of us living in the United States, we must develop the activity and the ideas of the masses toward revolutionary ends. But the main thing that stuck out to me here is that the farm workers in the latter half of the 20th century faced unbelievers and heard the disbelief of doubters. But perhaps not unlike the early apostles, there will be times where we need to shake off the dust and move on to ears more willing to hear the call to fight and join the struggle. Back to the text. Quote, Our people are ready to accept sacrifices. 
They have made many sacrifices in the decades of exploitation and humiliation they have faced as agricultural workers. They are ready to undergo more sacrifices in the course of their liberation. A year after the strike began, our people were willing to march 300 miles to Sacramento in order to witness to the validity and justice of their cause. In addition to this, the strikers have been willing to live without wages. The union only takes care of their basic needs, such as rent, clothing, and food. Once people are willing to make these sacrifices, you develop a power of the spirit, which can affect your adversaries in ways you can hardly imagine. End quote. In the book, the editor adds on the part where Chavez references his political icon, Gandhi. But I don't want to ruin this quote, all right? Once people are willing to make these sacrifices, you develop a power of the spirit. Listen, our fight is not going to be pretty. It's not all about short-term or immediate advances. And anybody who leads the masses to believe that we can win our freedom without great sacrifice is completely disconnected from the history of people's struggles. We win power through struggle, not comfort and consumption. We win power through great collective sacrifice. In the next working class that comes to this knowledge and grasps it will be the next proletariat to establish a democracy for the masses. Back to the text. Quote, Individuals have to decide to give their lives over to the struggle for specific and meaningful social change. Their sacrifice and their suffering into a powerful campaign for dignity and for justice. End quote. To comment, here I thought of applying the general theory of revolutionary science, right, Marxism, Leninism, Maoism, to our particular situation and place here in the United States. You don't organize people around demands that you think people would be organized around. The mass line is the method that teaches us to organize people around the most advanced thinking and practice of the people we are organizing. People should, to your face, tell you what they would fight for. And if you're not asking that question, then you won't help develop anyone's struggle. Back to the text. Quote, Perhaps we can bring the day when children will learn from their earliest days that being fully men and fully women means to give one's life to the liberation of the brother who suffers. It is up to each one of us. It won't happen unless we decide to use our own lives to show the way. End quote. And to comment, I want my daughter to know that truth and love will be found in giving one's life to struggles against capitalism, colonialism, imperialism, and patriarchy. This quote spoke to me because children are often walled off from the struggle rather than raised in it. And I want my daughter to know love, to know community, to know truth by her lived experience and participation. Back to the text. Quote, If you're outraged at conditions, then you can't possibly be free or happy until you devote all your time to changing them and do nothing but that. But you can't change anything if you want to hold on to a good job, a good way of life, and avoid sacrifice. End quote.
to comment. These words are a serious invitation to do some deep investigation and interrogation of our souls. And I would say, instead of moralizing about our failure to participate and give our lives thus far, perhaps we might question our life on a more curious and objective basis first. Why have we developed habits of consumption, of ease, of comfort, as opposed to a life of sacrifice and struggle? Instead of trying to guilt your way to a transformed life, hold your flaws out in front of you. Observe them. Then ask God to join you in a journey of transformation. Because parts of us do want to you know, hold on to a good job, a good way of life, and avoid sacrifice. Parts of us can't stay awake with Jesus as he prepares himself in the garden because we've decided to take an easier route and worship self-care culture. But again, instead of moralizing about it, open ourselves up and without intense judgment, observe the ways in which we've opted for self-advancement instead of collective advancement. Then ask God to join you on a new path. Back to the text. Quote, I have to give up a lot of things because I can't ask people to sacrifice if I won't sacrifice myself, end quote. To comment, if you want to organize, if you want to be a leader, you have to be willing to do far more than what you ask of others. So let's get our hearts and our heads in the right place as we join others in a fight for liberation. Back to the text. Quote, But without the courage and desire to win on part of the workers... Our victory over Shenley would never have been possible. Their willingness to suffer has made their victory possible. End quote. This is a basic principle of the mass line, all right? Revolutionaries don't change the world. A party of Maoists will never alter history. It is the masses, and the masses alone, who make and remake history, and therefore, it is the masses themselves who must come to the courage and will and desire that can set us all free. Back to the text. Quote, My mother always insisted that we share with people even when we kids objected because we were hungry ourselves. So I grew up with a very special feeling about the suffering of farm workers and with this faith that I received from my family and from the church. It came naturally to us to hope for the future and to want to make things better in the world. It seemed so obvious that God wanted more equality and more justice, and that God expected people to work for these things. End quote. And to comment, we can't just desire justice. God expects us to work to labor, to organize, to study, to fight for power. Forget what you retweet or share on Instagram, all right? Are you studying and participating in developing actual fights and protests and confrontations and strikes and actions and campaigns? Back to the text. Quote, Non Freeman and Sal Santos have given their lives for our movement this past year. They were very young. 
It hurt us to lose them, and it still hurts us. But the greatest tragedy is not to live and die, as we all must. The greatest tragedy is for a person to live and die without knowing the satisfaction of giving life for others. The greatest tragedy is to be born, but not to live for fear of losing a little security or because we are afraid of loving and giving ourselves to other people. End quote. I've got nothing to add to that one. That one really spoke to me. Back to the text. Quote, The job can't be done unless there is a commitment. If we're going to lead people and ask them to starve and really sacrifice, we've got to do it first. Do it more than anybody else. Because it isn't the orders, it isn't the pronouncements, it's the deeds that count, end quote. To comment, again, if we want other people to be committed, we have to ask ourselves if we are truly committed ourselves. Back to the text, and this is our 11th and final quote. We are weak, and the weak have no rights but only the right to sacrifice until they are strong, end quote. The laboring and toiling masses, nationally colonized peoples, socially oppressed people. What do we all have in common? We have no rights. Or perhaps I would say, we have no obligations, but the obligation to make revolution until we are in power. And after that, until all have entered into the realm of freedom. I hope you, like myself, have been encouraged and inspired by the gospel of Cesar Chavez. Tune in next time with Chris as he reads through and discusses a wonderful speech called No More Cathedrals. We'll talk soon.